Hello, everyone. This is your host, Kiana Brathwaite, and welcome to Nurse in Transition. Um, we are moving, for those of you who are listening currently, we're moving closer and closer out of 2019 and into 2020. Um, and yeah, it's it's actually looking really bright. Um, I despite everything, I think, so I've shared with you guys kind of a lot of what we're going through between the foreclosure. And then, um, I may have, I think I did do a couple of recordings in November, but it was, it was really crazy. So I'm going to apologize for falling off. I hope you understand that, uh, if you've ever moved, it is a daunting, frustrating marriage altering <laughs> process. Um, and it really forces you to look inward at yourself, right? Because um, when you move, you have to make decisions about what you're going to keep and what you're going to let go of. And then as the organizer and orchestrator of that process, you have to force the loved ones that you have to also do that when they may not be in a position to or ready to. So I want to talk about um, kind of grounding yourself in the midst of the storm. And, and before doing that, I wanted to mention um, so November, the, the process was, um, it was, it just really was interesting. So it, it eventually, so there's a silver lining to this, right. It, it ended up working out, but it started with, um, my expectations are really high. I mean, extremely for myself, uh, for people, for my family. Um, and I'm learning, I'm working on those. Right. So if you go to, um, KB calls on Instagram, you'll see where I have a certificate of completion of a mindfulness course, which I think is just the beginning. Um, and I, I laugh at that and I share that because I'm, I'm now mindful of where my frustrations come from when uh, interacting with other people. And it's when my expectations aren't met that I get really upset. And so um, but this time it wasn't me. Uh, we were told probably around August that we had to be out the house by uh, November 15th. And I had this wonderful, you know, sat down, strategically planned out the number of trash days and how long it would take us to get rid of this stuff in the house because we were there for 12 years. And, you know, my husband was like, yeah, we'll do it and make a schedule. And I made a schedule and it started, I started the process on my own, like going in the house and cleaning out and realized quickly that that was overwhelming and then started to require the assistance of my family who was not budging. Um, and needless to say, I found out in talking to my husband after blowing up um, why that wasn't happening. Um, but eventually I had to communicate like what my expectations were. He had to communicate what some of his blocks were. And by doing that, we were able to get everybody we needed on board. Like friends came out and helped us pack and move. Um, and I had a really good friend. She gifted a skip or a dumpster, which was phenomenal because it allowed us to literally in two and a half weeks, get rid of probably 10 years worth of crap. Um, and then my in-laws who are close to 80 and over 80 stepped, I mean, I want to be like these people when I grow up in the sense of like their health and their stamina and their ability to just come in and do things and um, get, get up and, and lift bags that were heavier than what I could lift. Um, it was just a phenomenal undertaking to really see 
people step up and support, you know, um, and it helped my husband kind of see it's not weakness to ask for help. It's actually strength to say that this is too much for me to carry. Right. And I can't carry this on my own and to ask and pray on it and, and then see what comes from those prayers and that asking. Um, so talking about um, grounding yourself in the midst of the storm, um, really, I had to, I, there were moments when I had to say to myself, is this realistic, right? Like this may be what I want, um, but how realistic is it for me to get that? And am I communicating well with the people who I need to communicate with while I'm going through this? Am I throwing tantrums? Because I find sometimes that I have a tendency of throwing tantrums. And sometimes they're necessary, right? Because you have so much pent up energy inside based upon a situation and you can only carry so much. And then there's that straw, that proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back and you have to release that somehow. Um, A lot of times when we get to that point, it's not healthy release, right? It's very, it's just a volcano blows and everybody's collateral. Um, And there was a point in there uh, during November with the move with my husband where I saw myself going into erupting volcano mode, right? Like I literally saw myself as Mount St. Helen and I was like, nothing good is going to come of what comes out of my mouth I am about to spew venom all over the place and everybody will be collateral. And I'm not sure if my marriage can withstand it. And if it's even worth me putting my marriage on that scale to see if it could withstand it. And I had to step back um, and, and kind of just close my mouth and sit on it. Right. And then once we got through it, right? Once everything kind of fell into place and came together and the move was done, um, I was able to look back and say, I, I saved a relationship that's very important to me. Um, and, and there were some things that it wasn't, it wasn't something that was said. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Okay. So there's a book I'm reading, um, off and on called drop the ball. And I'll, I cannot remember the author's name. I'm going to walk my laptop over as I'm recording so that I can give this young lady the accolade she deserves. Um, her name is, whoops, as I drop, yep, drop something. Tiffany Dufu, I Dufo, Dufu, D-U-F-U. And so I'm reading this book, um, again, off and on, because I'm reading about 25,000 books right now. And she talks about her expectations of herself Um, and when she was married, right, when she first was married, what her relationship looked like. And then when a child entered into that marriage, what her relationship looked like. And I remember, um, feeling that same way, right? Like when, when my husband and I got married, we were friends and we had a good time and we enjoyed ourselves. But then when the kids came along and we had careers and we had responsibilities, it turned into these roles that we were wearing, Um, and sometimes we default back to those roles, even though we've had life instances that have happened that have awakened us and kind of shaken those roles up. Um, and we're more participative and we have a better connection now than we did. I think, um, before those, uh, yellow canary moments or, you know, canary in the the cave moments. Um, 
I still find that a lot rests on me, like the expectations of organizing a household, giving everybody direction, you know, the leadership piece. And I'm not saying that men don't do this. There are men, but a lot of people that I meet, a lot of the women are carrying and shouldering it and they're shouldering so much. And it was just a point in that came to a head where he thought that I was going to still be able to be this organizational delegating leadership queen and carry all the other stuff that I'm carrying. And it got to be too much. Um, so it wasn't, you know, any infidelity. It was, it was really just, it was, a, um, it was another, you know, canary moment, right. Where you're like, Oh wait, I thought we dealt with this. And apparently it's reared its ugly head in another way and it needs to be dealt with. And instead of me saying, I thought we dealt with this and you suck and I don't want to be with you anymore. It was like, all right, what, what part of this have I shouldered? You know, what part of this is my responsibility and how do we get ourselves moving in the same direction? Um, Cause I don't always believe that relationships, you're going to be on the same page. You're two different people. Sometimes you will be, sometimes you won't, but I really believe as long as you're moving in the same direction, right? And you have similar goals, um, you can get there different ways. Uh, so one may be slower than the other one. You know, one may be me moving in a Ferrari while the other one's in a Pinto, but you're still moving in the same general di- direction. And um, anyway, so I had to figure out how to ground myself in all of this upheaval and all of this turmoil and um, all of this shifting and really also find the bright spots. Um, so when we were moving, like our biggest moving day was the Saturday after the sheriff's sale. And uh, whereas I thought it was going to be like gut wrenching and painful, it was really freeing to throw away some of the crap. Right. And I remember going through some of the stuff and going, why did we spend money on this? And we never even really used this. And was this worth it? And not to beat anybody up for any decisions that were made, but it was just like, we will do better moving forward, right? Um, And some of the things you looked at and you were like, oh, that, you know, I remember when I came across the kids' shoes when they were babies and I saved like one pair of each of their shoes because for me, it's not necessarily for them. It's actually for me because that was a moment in time, you know, and, and when the kids were little, they were 12 months apart, still are, but that was a really, really rough time for me. And to know that I made it through that, right. And remembering that that grounded me. Cause it was like, I have instilled in me what it takes to make it through this. I have the tools, I have the resources, I have the support group. And that's where the grounding comes in. Is it, do you have what you need to weather this storm, right? So are you, and sometimes the storm may pick you up and kind of twirl you around, but then you recenter yourself and you find a way to come back down to where you need to be to then gain some sort of traction, right? Sometimes you're sitting in the eye of the storm and it's peaceful and you're like, I know there's craziness going on around me, but I'm just going to accept and enjoy this peace right now because I need it. And then the storm picks up again and you start getting caught in a whirlwind. But really knowing, 
um, that you have those tools. And in my mindfulness class, they talked about the definition of stress and I'm paraphrasing, but it was the perceived threat of something and you not believing that you have the tools and the resources to, to deal with it. Right. And that definition, like I took a picture of that because I, I remind myself regularly, I have the tools, you know, um, when, when money gets low, I mean, our account has gotten down to like $9 before my husband got paid again. And, you know, we've had to drive my father-in-law's car and figure out how we're going to get around and get the kids where they need to be with this $9 and make this work. But I've said, all right, we have the tools and we have the resources. And it was, it, it, it found, it worked itself out. You know, um, I've learned, I'm learning. It's a constant battle um, to let go. And when I find myself letting go and accepting and saying, you know what, this is bigger than me. I need help. Um, that's when the, the, prayers are answered, that's when the powers that be step in and make sure that we're taken care of in the way that we need to be taken care of. So just center yourself, right? And and sometimes it's okay to, actually a lot of times it's okay to pause um, before you open your mouth, before you respond, especially with somebody who you really care about, right? So it's very, it's, it's easier to blow up on, I'm not going to say it's easier. You may not know the ramifications of you blowing up on a stranger. You don't know the ripple effect that that will have, but you do get to see that with somebody that you love and you care about because you see them all the time. You see the look on their face once you say what you say and you can never take it back. And it will always hang over both of your heads. And even though you apologize for it and you may say you didn't mean it, you did at that moment you meant it and you meant to hurt because for whatever reason you were hurting and you felt like you needed to reach out and hurt somebody else. You needed company. So I would ask you, as you go through your perpetual transition, it could be really easy to look for company in your misery. But what I was able to do through that move was I was able to look for the love and the support and the compassion and the way that people showed up. And I was just so grateful for the way that people showed up. And, and every time I thought about it, every time I saw it, there was a young lady at the um, U-Haul place and she was just a bright light in a really scrucked up situation. And I even said to her, you are so bright and so warm and I appreciate, you know, you and your personality and what you bring during this process. And she shared, you know, that she recognized it's not easy for anybody. And most of us walk in because even if you're moving, cause you're moving from a place and you bought a house, or if you're moving cause you were evicted, or if you're moving cause you lost your house, whatever the reason for your move is, it is a daunting, overwhelming task. And there's a lot of interpersonal work that has to be done when you move. Um, seriously, like there, there's a lot. So she recognized that and she tries to bring some level of joy and happiness to people when they're coming through and buying boxes and going through this process. And, you know, the friends that turned out and stayed until our kids' bunk beds were put together 
you know, at 12 o'clock in the morning and all we gave him was pizza and some laughs and jokes and some beer. You know, that was, in all of this has showed me what truly matters, right? Um, And so I'm grateful for that. And I hope that this has helped you in some way, shape or form, just know that as you're going and moving can be physical, it could be emotional, it could be spiritual. I mean, we all are going through shifts in, in our lives. And so, um, just be mindful of that. Right. And, and be compassionate and give yourself a hug because <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> this inner work is not easy. Oh my gosh. Um, and recognizing that you're in perpetual transition and accepting that, give yourself a, what my, my pastor you say, a hand clap of praise. Cause, um, that's some real work and not everybody's willing to do it. So good for you. Um, and I think I'm going to have maybe one or two more episodes before shutting down for the year, the season. Um, I did mention this in the previous episode that, uh, I'll probably restart around January 15th, just to maybe February 1st. I'm going to be, I'm going to put out there February 1st because I would like to not only have the episodes, but, um, start, posting them so that you get additional information and that's going to take a bit of a process. So just want to be, you know, open and clear about expectations February 1st. So I can get some things in place. So when I'm recording, you know, if I'm reading a book, like drop the ball and you want to know, you can, you know, I could provide you with a link to where I go to get the book. Although I'm borrowing it from the library right now, but I'm looking forward to purchasing it. Um, I do have some resources that I use. So to be able to share those with you, in um, some way, shape or form, I want to put that system in place. Um, And I appreciate your listening and, and coming in regularly. um, And I hope I'm helpful, you know, so there's always a way to get in contact with me. Um, The website, I think I mentioned www.resourceandhealthcare.com at the bottom of the homepage is a newsletter sign up and those will start going out next year as well. That's the process that I'm working on. Um, and you know, um, I would like to, I do send out when you, when you, um, sign up for that, I send out, a um, opt-in form via email from my company, KB calls. And just to, cause I want to make sure that it's you signing up, you know, people get hacked and all kinds of craziness. So I want to make sure it's you that's signing up, but also I think there's in that form and I may edit a comments where you feel like, you know, I've listened to you on a uh, nurse and transition and that way I can provide you with specific information that you're looking for. All right. So this is not my last podcast. Um, it's probably my next to last, um, that I'm publishing. You'll have one around Christmas before New Year's. So I will say happy holidays to you. I probably will say it again in my next one. Um, again, I really appreciate you guys coming in and listening to me share my whole process. Um, it's been very cathartic for me to talk about it, to acknowledge it. Um, and so you've helped me too. All right. Take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day, no matter where you are in it and an awesome rest of your week, no matter where you are in it as well. And I look forward to being with you and in in company with you very soon.